Chapter 7 James was excited. He could feel it all over. Today was the big day, the raffle for the mega grotto. He couldn't think about anything else. Not lessons, not eating lunch, not cats, not starlings and seagulls and pigeons. It was as if he could will the raffle to choose him if he concentrated on it hard enough. At lunchtime he was on a mission. A mission for raffle tickets. From anyone who would sell theirs. He was now even willing to pay more than a pound. He'd just bought one off a boy in year six for one pound plus three packs of Pokemon cards. He was currently in the middle of persuading another five-year-old that they didn't want their ticket. What they really wanted was two pounds and as many Nerf bullets as they could fit in their pockets. Wilf, from year four, came to report, and he had another boy with him, another year four. Me and Aby have just spoken to everyone in the whole playground, said Wilf, and the other boy nodded enthusiastically. Either they've already sold you their tickets, or they're not accepting cash for it. Unless you can go higher than three pounds a ticket? James had already gone deep into his savings. He'd emptied an old jar of birthday money, and had even dipped into his emergency only for desperately needed items fund. And he now had almost 40 raffle tickets. Even though that meant that he was 40 times more likely to win than he was on Monday, he was still the underdog. The school had more than 700 children. That meant he only had about a 5% chance or 1 in 20. Still, he was feeling good, feeling lucky, but he just didn't have the money. No, but thanks for the effort, James said. I know who to call on for help if the Green Hands gang need it. The two year fours ran off to play football. He had even made up with Jenny. She'd asked him if he'd stolen any raffle tickets, and he said he hadn't. He did find them in the PE cupboard, though, hidden behind the never-used javelins. Jenny agreed that if she won, she'd ask for the telescope. That counted as another ticket for him. He hadn't seen Elf all day, and he hadn't thought to look. He was still on a mission for tickets, and it seemed that he'd reached his limit. But wasn't that Fred from Year 4 over there? He was in Astronomy Club too, and he'd surely be willing to help the club out. By the end of the day, it wasn't just James that was buzzing. The whole school was in a frenzy. The teachers, parents and children all crammed into the main hall. Mr Billet, the caretaker, muttered something about it being a terrible fire hazard, but no one took any notice. On a small stage, Mr Starikoff, the head teacher, was standing in front of a horizontal hexagonal drum with a handle at one end. He had a microphone in one hand and he tapped it with a finger. The speakers responded accordingly. Welcome, everyone. Mr. Starikoff's voice boomed over the hall, far louder than anyone had expected. A red-headed teacher rushed over to the black box and fiddled with something. Welcome, he said again, to an exciting event. One lucky winner will take home a ticket to the Mega Grotto. But we're all lucky here at Balfour. We have a wonderful staff who work tirelessly. Could we have a round of applause for the reception teachers who... I'm sure we'll all agree, put on a wonderful nativity last week. There was a burst of fairly enthusiastic applause, Mr. Starikoff continued. But they couldn't have done it without the help of the teaching assistants. A round of applause for them! The clapping came, less loud, but still most people in the hall put their hands together at least. And the parent helpers can't be ignored. And he went on and on. 
every year group, every set of adults, helpers, children, the school pet, the caretaker, who just grunted something about fire regulations, the part-time kitchen staff and anyone else that had any contact with the school, got a round of applause. Get on with it, James hissed. He was standing with Jenny, and Elf had come over to join them too. Finally, the last clap sounded, and the hall was silent. Mr. Starikoff, tired from his enthusiasm, simply turned the handle on the drum. It spun. Twice. And he opened the hatch to put his hand in. The whole hall was silent. Not just quiet, but the kind of silent that comes right before something big. And to James, this was the biggest thing of the year. He had all his tickets in his left hand. He'd memorised each of the 38 different six-digit numbers printed on the tickets. He could feel his heart beating in his chest, his palms and his ears. I thought he had 40. He had nearly 40, and it turns out when he counted them, he had 38. Oh. Which is still probably about 5%, so 1 in 20. The head teacher's hand reached into the drum. He turned his head away dramatically and rustled his hand. Then he pulled out a single folded ticket. He cleared his throat and read out each number clearly. <clears throat> Six, zero, four, seven. James had heard enough. He let out a big sigh and didn't even hear the last numbers. He knew he didn't have any tickets that started 6047. His plan had failed. Mr. Starikoff had finished reading the numbers. He looked to the audience of children, teachers and parents. No one said anything. He read the number again, then said, Does anyone have the winning ticket? James noticed that people were turning and looking in his direction. He felt suddenly self-conscious and felt his face going red. Were they upset that he'd bought the other children's tickets? Was he about to get told off in front of the whole school? But they weren't looking at him. They were looking to his left, where Elf stood holding up the winning ticket. She had won. One of the other year fives caught on and called out, Elf's won! She's got it! Then the whole crowd cheered and clapped, and Elf made her way through to the stage to collect the Mega Grotto ticket from Mr. Starikoff. James couldn't watch any more. He knew he should feel good for Elf, but he didn't. He only felt bad for himself. He quietly left the hall and walked out of the school gates. When he got home, he thought about Elf winning and felt even worse. He hadn't even congratulated her. But then, she was rich. Well, her family were. She didn't need a prize from the Mega Grotto. Why did it seem so unfair? He tried to take his mind off it by reading a book, and by watching something on YouTube, and by making some toast, and even by sorting his socks into pairs. None of it worked. There was a chiming sound. A message. Probably from Jenny, telling him what a bad friend he'd been. He didn't want to read it, but he didn't have anything else to do. It was from Jenny. It said, Get over to Elf's. Claudia's been attacked by pigeons. We think she's dead. Come now! Immediately, he forgot any bad feelings. He grabbed his coat, pulled his shoes on, and ran out of the back door, without even locking it behind him. And that's where we've got to. No! No, that's all. I, haven't, I didn't have time to write any more tonight. What? You're so mean. Write more 
now. I can't do it. 